Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris, and whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. All you got to do is share around on there and follow on there as well. We have Twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is follow on there and like the tweets and you'll get episode updates as well as notifications and news and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy. You'll follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as highlights and news and notifications from across college and NFL football. Okay. NFL day today, Thursday. We're going to be talking about more of the NFL draft. Obviously, I mean, the draft is important. April 27th through April 29th in Kansas City, Missouri. It's going to be live on ABC, NFL Plus, NFL Network, and ESPN. So we're not going to want to miss that at all. It is where stars become even brighter, as I like to put it. Because in college football, you are a star. That's how you build up your resume to play professional football on Sundays. So that's how I look at it. I, I look at it as college football players and stars and the top prospects become stars in college, but then they become even brighter as they get ready to play professional football and make their dreams come true and play on Sundays. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I cannot wait for it. I look forward to I look forward to it every year, and it's going to be fun, you know, covering it and just, you know, getting ready and getting, you know, hyped up for it in a few weeks. So we're going to be talking about that. Yes. Have, have some more updates on prospects. We're going to go down the top 10 and, you know, talk about some of these picks and have a, you know, talk about some of the mock draft projections, you know, and see where everybody's going. I'm not going to make my final picks there yet until, you know, draft day, of course, because we're going to have an episode on draft days on Thursday. So on the 27th episode on the, uh, you know, episode, April 27th episode of Pigskin Frenzy, we know I'll make my picks there on who goes where, but I'll just, you know, go over and talk about some good, you know, good and bad mock draft projections and who could land where and, and see if it fits, I guess. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to dive deep into the uh, rumor mill of the NFL again, and we're going to talk about a story involving around quarterback Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. I found it very interesting. So don't tune out yet. Like I said in every episode, don't tune out yet. Just let's just keep it going. And, you know, we'll tie everything in together as the episode ends and concludes. So let's kick it off with the NFL draft again. I love the NFL draft. It is one of my favorite spectacles about football. It's it's fun. You hear the little music, you know, and you hear the music go off, and you know, you see the commissioner come out, Roger Goodell, and he announces whoever you know the pick is, and it is it's it's excellent. It's 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 exciting, and then you 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 hear things like, okay, the Dallas Cowboys select, you know, so and you know whoever, and it's like, okay. That makes sense. I expected that to happen. Or there's picks that you didn't expect to happen. Like, for example, in 2017, Mitchell Trubisky went three. I didn't expect Mitchell Trubisky to go three at all. He went three to the Chicago Bears, and everybody was stunned. That 
like that atmosphere because there can be picks that just shock you. Daniel Jones going six. So that could be one that just, you know, for the going to the Giants at six that in a few years back, that was a good one. That was a shocker there. You expect, you're like, oh man, Daniel Jones went six. He went early on. He's the first quarterback off the board when you didn't expect that to be the case at all. So it's just it's just a fun spectacle. It's entertaining, and like I said before in the in the intro, it's it's literally where stars become brighter. It is you build your name in college, and then the stars become brighter as they achieve their ultimate goal, and that's playing football on Sundays. So it's it's good, you know. It, it's really really neat to watch, and really cool to see all these stories and all these dreams being come true for these young athletes. So. It's awesome. So, some updates on prospects. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud met with the Las Vegas Raiders, as well as Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Las Vegas is trying to see, you know, if they need another quarterback, or uh, let's see if, you know, if, you know, we can go elsewhere. So, they're meeting with them, and it would be interesting to see uh, a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young in Las Vegas. I think that's very interesting, um, especially with Devontae Adams. Um, the loss of Derek Carr, I mean, they're looking for a new direction there. So after Derek Carr went to the Saints, they're trying to find, you know, a new young franchise quarterback to lead them into the future. Maybe Devontae Adams would like to see something like that also, wide receiver for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So we're going to see, you know, we're going to see there. That's an interesting dynamic there. Right now, the projection is still Carolina at one, looking into C.J. Stroud being the number one quarterback taken off the board. But there has been garnered some steam that Bryce Young has been getting to Carolina. So, I mean, a lot of people are high on Bryce Young at Carolina. So it's kind of a, it, literally, hey, how I look at it is it's a win-win. I mean, it, there's some stuff that Bryce Young does that's incredible. There's some stuff that C.J. Stroud does that's incredible. The resume on paper is a little bit better than than of, of for Bryce Young than of C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy. He won the SEC Championship. He's made an appearance in the National Championship game. C.J. Stroud was a Heisman finalist. However, he didn't make it to the Big Ten title game or he didn't you know, make it to an, uh, uh, a national championship. But he made a playoff appearance against Georgia. So he's got the resume. Bryce Young may have a little bit of a better college resume than C.J. Stroud, but resume is not everything. Let me tell you why. Resume is not everything because you got to go by the eye test. You got to go by, you know, who does stuff that's better, elusiveness and, you know, ability to read the field. You got probably got to give the edge to Bryce Young. Obviously, he can he can read the field like no other. They did a cognition test, and they they do a cognition test for quarterbacks. Uh, it's um, credit to NFL Insider da uh, Daniel Jeremiah with you know good reporter for NFL Network and you know the you know NFL in general. So Dave Jeremiah did this. He there he reported on like cognition tests, and they do these things for quarterbacks who you know. Try to try to read them and see if they can pass with flying colors. Bryce Young passed with flying colors. He is he's a brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant at being a quarterback. He's got the mind for it, and he's got the the vision, the field awareness, and the and the elusiveness to play that position. So Bryce Young probably got to give the edge to Bryce Young. You want to try to go with you know crisp decision making. C.J. Stroud could be your guy also. That's where C.J. Stroud, you can give the edge to C.J. Stroud. He's, he's had, his decision-making is crisp, on point. 
And come, you know, come crunch time, you want a quarterback that could probably win you a game. CJ Stroud is your guy. Bryce Young is your guy also. Don't get me wrong. Bryce Young could be your guy too. But CJ Stroud, you know, he can win you ball games. So it's literally a win-win. You know, it's literally okay. Some some agility and some skills the other lacks and the other makes up for it, but it's still a win-win. You still have two top quarterbacks, and they're the two best quarterbacks in the draft by far. Um, and that's not taking anything away from a Setson Bennett or an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis. It's just that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are, you know, they get it done. They have won games and they're the two best, you know, on paper. Resumes are, your resumes are, you know, the top in the quarterback chain in the draft. And they got the skill, they they got the uh, off the chart skills, you know, to play the, to play on Sunday. So it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a win win. You could go either way with that. So, it's really, really interesting to see, you know, who goes where and who lands at number one because right now it's a it's a, it's a toss up, but it's leaning more towards Carolina is going to pick a CJ Stroud over a Bryce Young. But CJ, but Carolina fans in Carolina are still high on Bryce Young, so it's a decision still. But it's a, the the favorable the favorable projections if you look at you know models and analytics and everything going on now. C.J. Stroud is looking like he's going to land at number one to Carolina. So let, let's just go with the top ten, really quick. I'll I'll say I was going to talk about my draft and everything like that. And just I'm not going to give you my projections. And like I said, until April 27th of who lands where. In my case, I'm just going by where you know the fit is right, I guess, and where everybody's saying you know people could land. So number one, Carolina. That's a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud territory there. It's looking like C.J. Stroud may land there. But Carolina at number one, they're picking quarterback. So, I mean, they're looking for that guy for the future. I mean, they lost Baker. They uh, Sam Darnold signed with the San Francisco 49ers, you know, trying to to try to back up Brock Purdy maybe. So we're going to, you know, see who the future is for Carolina there. Then you have Houston at number two. They're also picking a quarterback. They were number one until Chicago did lose, and Chicago got the number one pick, but then Chicago traded up to Carolina. That whole tobacco. But honestly, if you want to go my take, my take is they can either pick a quarterback there. They can also afford to pick a defensive player because they are also going number 11, I think, in the draft, number 11, and that's where they can take a quarterback there. If they want to take a quarterback still, they can take a quarterback at 11 and get a star defensive player there. Maybe a Will Anderson, maybe a Jalen Carter. Who knows? Number two, Houston. Then you got number three, Arizona. Number three, will Arizona stay at number three? There's a trade, you know, talk going on there. That was that's that's a part of the rumor mill that we could get into in a minute. I'm gonna dive into that one in a minute, but Arizona at number three. That's interesting. You can pick a quarterback. You can also pick a, like I said, a defensive player there. Number four, Indianapolis. They're picking quarterback. They need, I think they need a quarterback there. Um, probably it's looking like either going to be a Will Levis. That's the projection right there. Will Levis going to Indianapolis. I've been hearing a lot about that in, in the stories recently. So a Will Levis will look good there. So then you got number five, Seattle. You can pick a defensive player or an offensive guard around there. I think that looks, you know, highly likely. An offensive guard looks likely there. Number six, looking like it's going to be defensive back. And it's probably going to be, um, 
probably Jerome Nicholson from Illinois. I, I think he is a good elusive defensive back from Illinois. So um, that it's looking like that, but who knows? I mean, Detroit's looking like they're going to pick a defensive back or they're going to pick pick an, an, an offensive lineman there. Number seven, Las Vegas. You could do a quarterback, obviously, but again, you could also do a defensive player. An edge rusher, you got Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, and Tyree Wilson is an elusive edge rusher, and, and that's good. that could be a spot where he lands too. So don't count out Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. He could be a, a, a top 10 pick, but could he, he could also be a top five pick. Tyree Wilson was elusive for Texas Tech, like I said, and, you know, Chandler Jones, edge, edge rusher for... Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. It's, I mean, he he's got a good deal, but you know, if salary cap comes into play here and push comes to shove, another edge rusher wouldn't hurt, and Tyree Wilson could be that guy for Las Vegas. So we'll have to see there who uh, who who Las Vegas gets there. So that's interesting. Tyree Wilson could be a favorable spot there, but that's just. My take, I'm not making any projections yet on there, but they could go with an edge rusher like him, or they can go quarterback like an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis, maybe. Atlanta, possibly a linebacker there. I, I've been hearing Drew Sanders from Arkansas. That's a good spot right there for Atlanta. I would say linebacker to fill up the middle. They need another linebacker, you know, too, because a, a lot of a lot of their woes came from in the middle on defense last year. So I would say a good crisp linebacker to fill that void would be uh would be good for Atlanta. So Drew Sanders wouldn't be a bad area there. I said they could go for a linebacker, but who knows? I mean, I wouldn't say quarterback just yet since Desmond Ritter is, you know, projected to be the guy for them now. And they're looking like they are going to keep pressing towards and keep, you know, giving the opportunity for Desmond Ritter to learn. So, you know, I would say linebacker there, that's a good spot there for, you know, Drew Sanders to land maybe, and that's a projection there. If, you know, if, you know, push comes to shove and they want to go for a linebacker. But my my expertise is they could probably use a linebacker there. So Chicago, number nine, you have, honestly, you probably need to go for defense on that one. I would say maybe if he is available, go for a Jalen Carter. I don't think he would be available because it's a, it's a top, you know, he's a top five, right out to the top five maybe. So if he is available, you can get lucky and strike out with a Jalen Carter. You It wouldn't hurt there. Philadelphia, I would probably go with an offensive lineman there. That's that's that uh, just to, to build up some protection and build up some, some gap protection for Jalen Hurts. That wouldn't hurt for Philadelphia at all. I would say... That's a good move to make. And if you're looking to sign, like I said, if you're looking to sign an Ezekiel Elliott, which Ezekiel Elliott came out with a final, you know, a final three, and I'll get that in a minute with the Eagles being included, you could get there. So I think that's a good spot right there to, to, to draft an offensive lineman and to, and to, you know, protect Jalen Hurts and protect the ground game as well. Gap coverage is you know, key in an offensive like, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles and how they run it. So, Philly, I would try to, you know, shoot up for an offensive lineman and, you know, try to, you know, take one at number 10. But that's the top 10 right now. Currently, um, before we get off the uh, NFL draft coverage and going straight into the uh, rumor mill and, you know, rumor mill and signings and everything, let's, let's 
talk about number three really quick. I said I was going to talk about it. The Arizona Cardinals are looking to, uh, right now they're number three, but the Tennessee Titans are at 12, and they're looking to go from 12 to three, which is, you know, insane. That's, that's, that's an insane thing, thought to think about. Them jumping from 12 to three, another trade happening there. Now it's making you wonder, who does Tennessee want? So who do they pick? You know, it's like it, it, they have somebody in mind. So they have Tannehill, obviously, at quarterback. They have Traylon Burks at wide receiver. They're, they could they could pick a lineman. They could pick a defensive player. They can they, they may pick a quarterback for the future. They did draft Malik Willis last uh, last season from Liberty. So I don't know. But there's been also been rumors on that that Mike Vabral is not really, you know, too keen on Malik Willis right now. So and, and I don't know why because I think Malik Willis is an, is an extremely talented quarterback. So I don't know. I think it's 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 interesting that that they're looking to trade at number three because if they're, if they're trading at number three, they're going to want a quarterback. I'm assuming. So maybe you could do a you know, Bryce Young at one to Carolina and then a dip at three, you go with CJ Stroud to Tennessee, maybe? I don't know. That's interesting. Right now, Arizona still owns the number three pick, but the Tennessee Titans are looking to trade, or, you know, have thought about trading up and try to ask, you know, Arizona for a trade for the number one, uh, for the number three, rather, number three pick for the NFL draft. So that's really interesting there. Interesting dynamic there. So, Moving on from the NFL draft, that was, you know, all the draft talk that we got and all the updates that we have for the NFL draft. So moving on from that, going into the rumor mill of the NFL and a story I've been hearing about in the rumor mill, and this is just bear with me on this. We can dive a little deeper into this. So Mac Jones being shopped from the Patriots and the Patriots shopping Mac Jones. That is, that's interesting. So I've been, I, I was, I was scrolling through Twitter and I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to talk, you know, what are we going to talk about for pigskin frenzy? Just, you know, just, you know, things that are interesting. And guess what? You know, it never fails in college or in NFL. There's going to be something come up almost every day. Something's going to happen. It seems like, and, a rumor mill like that, that's pretty good. I mean, Mac Jones, you know, being shot from the New England Patriots, that's 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 interesting. Like I said, like I'm, I'm using my wording here, but an interesting dynamic. It really is. The Patriots shopping Mac Jones. There's been rumors of a disgruntled disgruntledness between Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and the ownership, and um been rumors about, you know, him going behind you know, his back but because of uh, the offense and the offensive woes from last season. That's just the rumors I've been hearing. But they were talking about either trading him to, like, Denver or trading him to a, you know, uh, I've been hearing I've been hearing Chicago. I've been hearing Denver also, which is interesting. Mac Jones being traded away from the Patriots when Bill O'Brien just got hired as the new offensive coordinator and – you know, Matt Patricia is no longer the coordinator there. So I think it's very interesting that that they were trying to shop him this offseason. I guess it's because he Matt Jones had issues with the offense during the season and he went to seek consultants about the offense elsewhere. And that may have caused a rift between 
you know, Coach Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, I don't know, but that's just the rumors I've been hearing. Now, if a trade were to go down, and this is just my thoughts on this, if a trade were to go down, you, and here's my thoughts, and I'm going to tie this in, and you're going to think, okay, Joel, you're probably going to be off the deep end here, but think about Mac Jones being traded, wait for it, to Baltimore. <laughs> Who does the Patriots get in return? Lamar Jackson. Okay, even trade. That's what I'm thinking. And you're going to think, okay, why? You know, Baltimore, and in, 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 in the, there's a rumor mill going around, or he's for the rumor mill going around for uh, the Baltimore Ravens offered uh, Odell Beckham a contract, and and if they, and if that was was the case, Bal- Lamar Jackson may change his mind. Right now, it's kind of a tight window in the market right now, and no one's really offering Lamar Jackson right now. But Lamar wants a trade, so it's you know it's kind of a a circle thing going around. So it's almost like a Rubik's cube. How can we solve this? You know what I'm saying? How can we solve it? So here is a little piece to solve in the Rubik's cube. If Lamar Jackson still wants a trade. You can do an even, even exchange because the Patriots has been an enticing offer for him. And it's in, in New England's an enticing offer for anybody because, okay, it's the New England Patriots. What Tom Brady did there was sensational. What Bill Belichick has done, it's a, it's, 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 they've reached legendary status when it comes to that organization. So it's enticing for everybody to go play in Foxborough. So when you think about it, it's like, okay. Mac Jones, if you're trying to shop Mac Jones, you can do this. You can do a trade, do Mac Jones, trade to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson and do an even swap. And hey, guess what? Mac Jones plays under John Harbaugh for Baltimore. Y'all, you know, the Baltimore Ravens sign Odell Beckham, and then Mac Jones can have Odell Beckham and, you know, build around Mac Jones in Baltimore, and then trying to find a way to build around Lamar Jackson in New England. And if that's the case, that would be an interesting thing for Mac Jones. You know, if you want to try to trade Mac Jones, that's a scenario there. I don't think a trade to Denver makes very much sense just because of you already have Russell Wilson. And I don't think Sean Payton's going to, you know, just quit on a Russell Wilson that easy. It's it's hard to quit on a potential MVP candidate that easy in Russell Wilson and a Super Bowl champion in that in, in his own right. So I would say Russell Wilson's the guy there for now. Matt Jones does not need to back up anyone right now. He needs to start. So I think the alt, I think the 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 way you could do that to to try to solve that Rubik's cube going on is Matt Jones trade to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, Lamar wants a trade. Patriots are, you know, it, they, they were trying to shop Mac Jones. I don't know if they still are or not, but they, they may not be. Mac Jones may still be a Patriot come 2023, and I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying if a, if a trade were to go down, that's a trade that could be interesting and can shake up the AFC a little bit. So, I mean, tell me what you guys think in the comments on that one. I think Mac Jones could be a good fit for Baltimore. I think the I think Lamar Jackson could get what he wants, and that way everything is solved for the time being. You know, I mean, it, it solves what the Patriots are looking for, and it solves what Lamar Jackson's been looking for. However, you also got the dynamic of, like I said, Odell Beckham, so that may change Lamar Jackson's mind. 
So Mac Jones being shopped during the offseason, that's an interesting rumor there. Do I think anything's going to come out of it? Probably not. I mean, I would still bank on Mac Jones. He is literally a... He, he is a literally a top 10, uh, well, or has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. He really does. He's got the talent. He's got so much potential under Bill, Bri- Bill O'Brien, the new offensive coordinator, new old offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. So, I mean, he's got so much potential there. I think what needs to happen in a way is make it work with Matt Jones before we try anything there and build around him. It really is that simple. You just got to build around him. And let's see what the Patriots do then. The right offensive coordinator, the right play calling, and you just got to give him weapons, you know? Mike Gusecki is now a part of the New England Patriots. So you got one there. Mike Gusecki was the former Miami Dolphins tight end. Now he's the tight end for the New England Patriots. You got one there. So you you have that. You can also add some more weapons there. You can draft some receivers. You can, you know, you know, sign some receivers. You could even try to go after an Odell Beckham or try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. That's been in the rumor, the rumors for a lot too. So I mean, you sh- I would try to make it work with with Mac Jones. I mean, you drafted him at fifteen a couple of years ago for a reason. He looks like. He is a he is an NFL guy. He he's built like an NFL quarterback. He can play on Sundays, and he's proven it. He's had good, solid games. He just needed more, you know, more help. Honestly, and think about it: if he had solid games under a, and not taking anything away with, he he had nothing away from the Matt Patricia and the New England Patriots. But if he had a solid game with lesser offensive woes going on. And less, you know, less of his offensive play style. What's going to happen when Mac Jones has solid games under a, you know, under his offensive playbook, under a, a play playbook and a play style that he's familiar with? What what could happen? I mean, that the sky's the limit. Then you know, he's got to get weapons. He's got to get the right play calling and the right offensive style for you know for, you know, to win and for himself, you know, to be successful. So I would still give Mac Jones a chance. I mean, it it's not what was it weird for him if the rumors are true on this. I'm not saying they are, but if they it, would it be weird if he went behind their back like that? Probably, yeah. I would be a little disgruntled too. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Why are you going, you know, behind our back as an organization when we're provide trying to help provide you and give you the keys to lead our offense. So, you know, it, it, it is a little little strange, you know, to be doing that. But at the same time, was the offense not really clicking on all cylinders with Matt Patricia? It wasn't, actually. And it, and it wasn't. And that's fact. I mean, the stats don't lie there. Analytics and data don't lie there. It wasn't clicking there. So I get where both sides are coming from. But if we can reach an impasse for a second – Work with Bill O'Brien, and let's see where we go from there. That's my take on it. I would, I would, would like to see him in a Patriots uniform in 2023. But if a trade were to go down, and you, you're just completely fed up, and it's there's a point of no return there, trade him to Baltimore for an even even exchange with Lamar Jackson, just because you know 
Lamar Jackson wanted a trade request out of Baltimore. So I, I was just, you know, thinking of stuff in my head, you know, on that one. And I just thought about it. So, I mean, tell me what you guys think on that one. Tell me what you guys think about the NFL draft and tell me what you guys think about everything going around the rumor mill and in the NFL today. That's all the time we got for today. A big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage. Again, if you're on YouTube and watching on there, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around on there and follow on there as well. Spotify, same thing. Share around on there and follow on there as well. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that in and then follow the page there. You'll get episode updates and you'll get notifications and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy, follow and like the page. You'll get episode updates and you'll get highlights and news coverage from across college and NFL football. Big thank you again. We're going to be back with some more pigskin frenzy. We're going to rock and roll with some more college football. And, you know, just keeping, just, just keep updating, just keep following and keep sharing around with others. A big thank you again for taking some time out of your Thursday to listen. College football Tuesday. We're coming back Tuesday, college football again. I'm Joel Norris signing off. And we will see you for another edition of Pigskin Frenzy, college edition of Pigskin Frenzy, Tuesday.